Events in our lives can challenge our faith. There are moments when we feel abandoned by God in the midst of tragedy and challenge. These are the things that can cause us to run from the Lord and to view Him as careless, harsh, oh, a God that we can't rely on. After all, He let us down at a crucial time. We run from God and decide that we're going to do things our way. Sometimes it's days, months, even years, and then something happens and He begins to draw us back to himself. And as he does, we discover a profound truth. We can never run so far that he can't reach out and bring us back to himself. My guest on this episode has much to share about the endless God of love for the prodigal. <laughs> Hi, disciples, and welcome to the Creator's Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Matson, and I have as my guest on this episode, Western black-and-white artist Joe Malazzo. Joe knows what it is to feel disappointment and abandoned by the Lord. He also knows that the Lord desires to bring us back from there to a new and deeper relationship with Him. We're never out of his reach. Now, this is the first of a two-part interview with Joe, and I know that the Lord's going to minister to you through all that Joe has to share. So, let's get to it. Joe Malazzo, welcome to the Creator's Calling Podcast. Well, great to be here, Kurt. Thanks for inviting me. You know, I am so, I just, it's so neat to have you on the show. It's golly, we've run across each other for so many years, and I don't think we, we haven't seen each other in forever. So this is just great. And to hear about what the Lord's done in your life, and man, I can't wait. I can't either. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, there's, no, there's nothing like talking about God, you know? You know what? You are right about that. It's, it's the best it's just the best it is oh man well what we're going to do let's start here and just so people can if they're not familiar with you and don't know you uh give us a little bit about your background you know where you were raised your interests, things like that and then transition the first thing i always like to try to to begin with is how did you come to know the lord okay well that's going to be a story that's good <laughs> i like that joe <laughs> well i was Born and raised in Southern California in a little town called uh, Temple City in the suburbs of L.A. And I have uh, one brother, older brother, an older sister, and a younger sister. And there's four of us and my parents. And, uh, you know, my my parents used to joke uh, they didn't know where I came from. Because <laughs> uh, my dad loved Western movies. And we would go out to, we were, we weren't spoiled, but we were spoiled enough to go to the Pantages and the Cinerama Dome and all those great, beautiful theaters mm -hmm. and see epic Westerns, like how the West was won and, and movies like that. And I wasn't just watching them. I was in them. Mm 
it that, just it just sent me to another place, you know, when I was watching them. Wow. Yeah. Oh, those were such great shows. And like you say, those are big theaters. And what an experience to have as, you know, as a kid go, being able to go to places like that. Oh, the whole experience was just, it was just overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, yeah, that, that was the start of it, I think. And, uh, you know, my parents joked and, and I thought, you know what? come to find out my great grandfather, maybe it skipped a couple of generations. My great grandfather cowboyed in, on the King ranch. Oh, in the God, probably the 1920s, maybe, maybe even earlier than that. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I try to get the records to see if there was anything on them and, and, uh, their office burnt down in the eighties mm. and they had to rebuild. So anyway, yeah, I was I was hooked when I was a kid. I just loved everything Western. It was it was just awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and all the TV shows that we were able to to grow up with, you know. Uh, uh, gosh, yeah. I, I just watched them all and just ate it all up. <laughs> oh man. Well, you know, and in those days too, California, you know, there was still such a rich heritage in terms of uh, the West. Cowboys, the California uh, cowboy in particular, Mission Era, all oh, so many different things of the West that were really dominant uh, in the culture at that time. Yeah, yeah, and we would go. My 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 father's penance for stealing my mother from San Jose and bringing her to L.A. was every year we had to spend our summer vacations up in San Jose. Oh, nowadays it's it's okay, but back then in the sixties. Um, there wasn't much to do, <laughs> but on the way up, cattle just everywhere up up the 101, you know, through the central coast and all that. There was just mm -hmm. cattle everywhere. It was so cool to see, and and I was just you know mesmerized the whole trip. I was like, oh, there's they're looking over there. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it 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 really uh, it really got into my my veins shall we say yeah oh wow that's, that's yeah. now did you have any like ranching background other your grandfather but you was you, it was not something that was um close up we'll say no no that, the closest i got was the silver screen oh yeah well that's affected a lot of people that's for sure that was a great era for all that that yeah. is for sure man yeah. absolutely well, well, tell us a little bit about how you came to know the Lord, Joe. I can't wait to hear that story. Well, um, I grew up in, in, in a religious background, but the religion that I, brought, I got brought up in was good, but I never felt connected. It was always like, I'm down here. And the good Lord is way up there and he's really busy and he's got a lot of things to do and don't bother him. <laughs> oh. he's, trying, he's trying to run this place. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So I felt very disconnected, but that didn't stop me from, you know, growing up. Um, I went, I went to a parochial school for the first six years and, and, uh, so it was 
it was embedded in me and it was, it was great because I didn't know anything else, you know, that mm-hmm. that's the religion I had and that was all, all good and well. Um, but fast forward, uh, went to public schools after that and, uh, met my, my wife in the seventh grade and we were friends until after high school. And then we started dating and ended up getting married. And all through that time, um, once we got married and got close to being married, we started going to, to church and, uh, still didn't feel that connection. It was, it was closer, but nothing like it is today. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward a little bit more and, uh, we had uh, we had three kids, and still going to church. And then a little bit further down the line, something happened in our family. It wasn't the worst thing that could happen, but it was on the top ten list. Oh! And I'll keep the anonymity for my kids' sake. But um, at that point, and I think I was. Gosh, I think it was I was about forty years old. Oh, oh wow! Something something like that. Thirty five or forty years old when when it happened. And I said to God, I said, you know what? If this is what you allow to happen in my life, hey, thanks for everything, but I'll see you later. Wow! And I and I turned my back. And I did a pretty good job. I'm Sicilian, so I know how to carry vendettas. <laughs> so I did my best, and and I turned my back, and and uh, it was, it was really effortless for me. Uh, of what happened, I thought, you know what? I don't need, I don't need you in my life if if you're not going to protect me and mm-hmm. my family. What mm-hmm. the heck? So, um, twenty years. <laughs> wow now that's a vendetta <laughs> <laughs> wow. so i'm my wife never stopped going to church and she thought well i'm going to a preschool and she's teaching there and it's a christian school i'm going to start going to their church because my husband's not going at all and i didn't care it's like whatever you want to do you know i'm i'm out Mm -hmm. color color me gone so my wife started going and then one of my kids started going and uh the joke was afterwards um that i never quit going i uh, but i went once a year (laughs) <laughs> for 20 years <laughs> i would go when the the pastor would bless the preschool i'd go, oh. I'd go to the i'd go to the church service so that that was the joke of the day is yeah he was gone for once a year 20 <laughs> times in 20 years <laughs> so yeah and uh so i'm i'm sitting there at the last one it was like the my 20 year anniversary has gone once a year. So I'm sitting in the church and the pastors, you know, he's talking at the pulpit and he starts 
talking about vulnerability. And he said, I went to my friend's house back East. And when I got back, he says, I started questioning my faith. And I'm mm. looking around going, uh, I was going to church for a long time. I never heard vulnerability coming from the, from the pulpit before. Mm. And I'm looking around going, did you hear that? He said that. And, and I, I know God heard it too. Everybody heard. What the heck? What's going on? So it started pecking at me a little bit. I thought, what, what is it? So something else happened where I broke my, my, uh, 20 year. (laughs) (laughs) And I went back about a month or so later and he's still having a challenge and he's at the pulpit and he starts tearing up and crying a little bit. Oh, wow. And that was freaking me out. I thought, man, I never heard anything like this coming from somebody from the cloth up, up in the front of the church there. So that floored me. And I started tearing up too. And as soon as the bell rang, <laughs> it was time to go. <laughs> I was sitting in the back, of course. I ran out like a jackrabbit. Because I'm you know, I'm in tears and I don't know why. What the heck's going on? You know, I'm mm-hmm. in tears and I'm running down the running back home and it's pecking at me a little bit more and i'm going wow this is this is crazy so things like that started coming up more and more and i'm going back now i'm going back to the church service wondering what's i want to find out what's happening here oh yeah because you know I, i used to joke with the pastor i don't know what you're doing but i don't like it <laughs> I don't like this one bit. <laughs> so, so here we are. We're 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 going along, and um, things just started falling in, into place, and um, it was all, of course, orchestrated by the Holy Spirit, which I didn't know at the time. And I asked one of my kids one day because the 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 vengeance was still there. Hmm. Um, and when it happened, when the incident happened, uh, I had, I had people coming out of the woodwork saying, Hey, if you need my services, let me know. (laughs) I said, no, thank you. (laughs) This, this might not be a good thing. And do you think the finger might be pointed at me? If something happens here, come on. <laughs> I said, but thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> so I, I, I asked one of my kids and they, about this whole thing, cause I had the, the fire going and everything. And my kid says, beautifully done. I mean, that was so spirit filled. It, it was, it knocked me off my chair. He's, he just said, dad, you know, it just seems like it takes so much negative energy to to keep that fire going like that. Oh, and I thought, out of my babe. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. So that really started pecking at me and, and chipping away. Well, fast forward a little bit and... um one of our relatives passes away 
And I thought, you know what? I got nothing against this relative. I'm going to go. And I know who's going to be there, but I'm going to go. I go to the service. And I'm, I'm shaking hands. After, after the funeral, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm shaking hands and hugging and shaking hands and hugging. And the last person was the person I really didn't want to see ever again. And I shook the person's hand. And it was like 200 pounds of cement came off my shoulders that at that point. Oh, wow. So we go to the, and I, I'm tearing up now saying it. And it was only about 34, 30 years ago or so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So we get over to, um, it was a Catholic service. So we go to the wake, which is over at, uh, a person's house and uh, my sister-in-law came up and said because she knows you know she knows all the history and everything that happened what was that and i'm crying and i'm going i don't know wow <laughs> i don't know what's going on so that that was the beginning of the end of the old joe malazzo wow. and the holy spirit hit me in the back of the head with a two by four to get my Sicilian attention. (laughs) And I started, I started um, going to church on a regular basis. And I started, they said, you know, we're going to start a prayer meeting on Wednesday nights. And I thought, Okay, <laughs> might as well. I don't even know who I am anymore. <laughs> let's let's do that too. What the heck? <laughs> so around that same time, um, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to or not, but I'm going to say it because it's part of my path. And that is, I started going to uh, um, Al-Anon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it before. Never in my life had, had I ever heard those that term before but i was introduced to it and after i started going i thought this should be a this should be a a class in high school (laughs) that everybody has to go to oh wow (laughs) because the the way to get into one of those meetings Mm -hmm. you have to know or have known a friend or family member that has struggled with alcoholism or addiction. Mm. Now I think that list might be kind of long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I haven't met anybody yet that, no, I don't know anybody that's struggled with alcohol or addiction before. Right. I, no, that's right. Yeah. So anyway, I started going and um, I started working the steps too. And I'm talking to my sponsor at the time and I said, I got a problem here. He says, what's that? I said, I don't mind. I don't have a problem turning my life and my will over to the care of God. Cause I think I've already done that. Mm-hmm. But I said, um, I don't know how to pray. He uh... says, what, do you, what do you mean? I said, I know the written prayer. Cause that's what I was brought up on. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't know how to pray. That sounds so ridiculous now. I don't know how to pray for my heart. Wow. And, and I said, I, and I don't know God either. I know of him, but I don't have a relationship with him really. Mm. And so he did something and I, again, this might be controversial sounding, but he said, okay, if you had a perfect God, list what he would be, just bullet point what it, and I, and I wrote it down. I said, he'd be loving. He'd always be there for me. Um, he wouldn't turn my back, his back on me. At the time I said he'd be non-judgmental, although I think he is judgmental at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I wrote that down. It wasn't that long of a list and I showed it to him and he said, okay, that's God. I thought, well, that's easy enough. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> he said, we'll work on the prayer thing. And I'm telling you what, Kurt, it took a lot longer than I thought to open my mouth and start praying from my heart. Isn't that now tell us now, what was the struggle in there? I'm interested to hear about that. Cause that is, uh, I think there's a lot of people that they go through these types of things and that's a lot, to, you know, that's a lot to get a hold of. It is. And it was weird. Um, during the prayer meetings that we were having on Wednesday nights, Honestly, I would open my mouth and I'd almost start laughing because I would open my mouth and nothing would come out. Wow. And it was, it was, it was literally, it was laughable if you were, if you knew what was going on, Mm -hmm. but it took, I, I, it's hard to explain, but it, it just, it's an understatement to say that it didn't come naturally for me because I didn't, I didn't grow up with it. I grew up, at least this is the way I took it. I grew up where you go through channels and you don't have a direct line. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. So to break that barrier is one thing to, to, to actually think, wait a minute, you mean to tell me that I can pray directly to Jesus? Oh, yeah. That's possible? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That, now, you know, that is so interesting. The, uh, the concept, and again, this, this is so good, Joe, because I, there's so many people who struggle with that very thing. You know, Scripture says we can come boldly through the, through the throne of grace where we can see, receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. There's this, this ability through Jesus to be able to come right to the throne anytime we want. And when you have this idea that God is separate and not accessible, that can be such a blockage. To, to There's no freedom in that. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. It, yeah, boy, I, that is just fantastic. It's just, it's it's more like it's looming over you. Mm. That there's a God, but, well, you can't just go talk to him for crying out loud. You know, that's, that's, I, I, I think there's been a lot of change um, in in the religion and, and uh, it's, it's changed quite a bit. 
where my mom, when she grew up, she used to say that that she was told, don't, don't bother opening that Bible. Mm -hmm. That's what we're here for. And in a way I understand it because if you open up that Bible and you're not ready to read what you're reading, it's pretty overwhelming. And it, even when I was being coached along, I still, it was, it was a different language for me and Mm -hmm. I didn't get it. I had to, like, you know, I had to ask a lot more help from the Holy Spirit to open up and, and help me through that to understand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it was, it was a, it was a challenge. Um, there's a couple of guys in the, in the group that I was with at the church, the church that I was going to down South that really helped me along and helped me break that barrier. And he said, one of the guys said, you know what? Talk to him like he's your father. Mm. And I thought, I think I might be able to do that. I'll, <laughs> I'll give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that is such wise counsel for yeah. somebody to give that to you, especially at that moment when it, it, you're dealing with that kind of a struggle. Because as you said, especially where you have a background where it seems as if uh, God was so separate above and kind of away from you yeah. to be able to approach him as Abba father is, is that is such wonderful counsel. He gave you, but the Holy spirit really had his hand on that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this guy is just a, just a blessing in my life. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't get a chance to see each other much anymore because he's down South and I'm up here, but Yeah. I, I love him for that boy. I, I'm telling you that really opened up the door. So I had, I've always had a second job a, a, until about uh, seven or eight years ago. Mm. Uh, so I've always had two full-time jobs, the art and whatever else I was doing. And at the time I was working in the wee hours. So I would leave my house at like four thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful time to pray. Oh yeah. Cause it's dark out. There's not traffic in the, in the area. You're just driving along almost on autopilot most of the time. And I, and I was able to practice praying Oh, and it was really special. It really, it was really cool. Yeah. What a great, you know, I, it is, that is so good, Joe, uh, what that you saw that opportunity and now that that door had opened, you were using that time to commune with the Lord. Uh, what were some things, as you're going through that, what were some things that happened that allowed prayer to become more uh, easier for you, where you, it, was, you know, it was something that was, would become more and more comfortable for you? God, I, you know, Kurt, I wish it was something that was like a flip of a switch. Mm-hmm. But... I, you know, sometimes I still struggle with, with prayer, but nothing like it was in the beginning. It was just a matter of breaking that barrier uh-huh. and, and just keep on chipping away and working at it and just praying and praying and praying and, and just praying more than I ever prayed before mm-hmm. and praying like I've never prayed before too. It was so it, it was just a matter of re- repetition and, and just keep on praying. 
Boy, that is so good. You know, that is, and it's such an important component because I think all of us struggle uh, at different times in our walk with the Lord uh, and growing in our in our prayer life. And what you just said there is such a critical component of it. Even when we're battling with it, just persist in going before the throne, persist in being able to just talk to him, uh, no matter what, you know, what else is going on. And you're going to grow. Uh, in your uh, abilities to pray and to commune with them uh, better, you know, to be, to develop that relationship more fully. Exactly. Yeah. I, I used to say to the pastor down South, why do we pray? What's the point? Hmm. If, if God knows everything that I'm going to do, everything mm-hmm. before I, before I do it, what's the point? And that's, that was my mindset in the beginning. It's like, not that I didn't want to pray. It's like, why? I got gotcha. you. If he knows what I'm going to do, then, you know, what am I going to pray about? He already knows. So what was the answer <laughs> to that question? I'm very curious how he, how he handled that. Yeah. He said, uh, <laughs> he said, well, my son, <laughs> he said, uh, he gave us freedom of choice. He knows. Yeah. He knows, but praying has power in it. Mm-hmm. And, and he went on to, you know, talk about the power of prayer and, and what it can do. And, uh, and I, and I thought, and I've told this to a couple of people in my life that I love dearly that question uh, the existence of God. And the 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 best the best response i can give somebody like that and i did tell them you know i believe and i pray mm-hmm. and i pray more than i've ever prayed in my life and i look at the flip side of it and it wasn't so great I look at what's going on now as far as not praying and not being with God and, and turning my back on him for 20 years. And I look now and I see evidence of God. I see oh. evidence in, of, in God's, of God's works. You may not see it. Mm-hmm. If you're struggling and, and, and you're even struggling to think, is there really a God? Are you agnostic? Or My response is, I felt like that too. Not agnostic, but I felt like what, what's the point of prayer and all that. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is what's it going to hurt? Mm-hmm. So what would it, what would the downside of believing be? What's yeah. the very worst that can happen here? Are you, are you going to fall off the edge of the earth because you, you might, think about believing maybe believing in god and that there is a god is i and i haven't gotten good answers and i and i really i don't know what the answer is to those folks that are that are and and there's a couple of that are near very near and dear to my heart but they're kind of looking around going i don't know if there is one i don't know if there's a god Mm mm-hmm you know, that question, though, I think that's a very, uh, that's a wise question to ask, 
Yeah. Because people don't think about those questions. Those are the types of things that they will put off way to the back and, and never really address them. And ultimately, and you see this in so many different areas of people's lives, they'll be, they can be an expert in football, but when it comes to the things of the Lord, they've completely abrogated that and just they don't even want to deal with it. And yeah. I think that question really uh, brings that right to the forefront because eternity is a long time. And uh, <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, phrasing it that way is really a good way to get people thinking uh, about that and having to confront them with mortality. And what is it that's going to take place at that point? Because every one of us, until, you know, unless the Lord comes right now, which he could do, yeah. we're all going to face that. Yeah. Like my friend says, hey, man, I read the book. Nobody gets out of this alive. That's right. <laughs> Man, that is so true. And to know that you can have a security. You know, it goes back to 1 John 5.13. It says, I've written these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you can know that you have eternal life. Yeah. And having that security of knowing that without a doubt is so critical. And people are walking, and more now than ever, they're walking around with absolutely no confidence of anything in terms of eternity, in terms of what happens when you die, or like you said, which is exactly right, uh, is there even a God, and if so, does he even care kind of a thing? Right. When, when they look around and see what's going on, is he? Is there one? You know, yeah. It, and yeah, I, I could only go so far, though. You know, I, I, I'm not... I'm not a. I'm not on this earth to get the, the ten pound sledge and a and a and a nice big piece of wood and, and shove it down anybody's throat. That's mm -hmm. that's definitely not the way to do it. No, and you're right. You're sure right about that. You know, it goes back to being able. When the Lord opens the door. Yeah. You're able to to plant seeds, and who knows when one of those seeds come to fruition, and who knows when all of a sudden, wham, the Holy Spirit. It goes back to what Jude says. You know, he goes through the whole progression of talking to people about the Lord, and he says, be merciful to those who doubt. And then he yeah. talks about telling other people about, well, you know what, there's some, there's eternity and there's hell, it's real, you know. Yeah. Snatch others from the fire and save them. Uh, and so he goes through all of that. And boy, you're sure right. We've just got to be a living, speaking testimony, be able to speak the gospel and live it out as well, do both of those things. And those are critical for seeing people come to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Um you know, I, I I wanted to mention um, when when I did give everything up to the Lord, my my life and my will, and uh, realize <laughs> I'm a slow learner. Join the club, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so I realized that it was a gift from God. And at that point, my artwork was his gift to me. Mm. And what am I going to do with it? And before, bef before I, before I woke up and I turned towards God, mm -hmm. it was pretty easy because there was you know, there was no accountability and no responsibility going on. Mm -hmm. 
it's tougher now sometimes because there's accountability and responsibility. I have a target on my back. Yes. Because if I say the wrong things, people know who I am. If I say something that that doesn't go with, you know, God's order, they get the arrow out and rightfully so, go ahead, give it a shot. You know, I'll, I'll run, but <laughs> see if we can hit it. <laughs> so, so when I realized it, like I said, old slow learner, I, I told God, I said, okay, I'm going to give, cause I started doing some, uh, religious spiritual, uh, artwork too. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to tithe 10% of any of the spiritual works that I do back to God. Mm-hmm. And that lasted about a week before the bell rang in my head. <laughs> and then it said, you idiot. <laughs> he didn't give you the spiritual artwork he gave you the artwork <laughs> so i i revised my my covenant with him <laughs> i said okay i'm i'm back i want to talk a little bit more <laughs> i said okay i'm gonna give i'm gonna give 10 percent back to you and it might not be in cash it mm-hmm. might be in service, in giving, in anything that I could think of back to back to God and giving mm-hmm. it back. Whether it give you know, giving giving artwork away or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I said the the other thing that I, I promised to you, and this was huge in the beginning, because this was crossing the line. I already crossed the line from going from Western artwork and I started doing some spiritual stuff. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't care what show I'm in. Your name's going to be brought up. Oh, wow. And I'll, and again, when I'm at a show or anywhere from this point forward, if anybody says any compliment to me that doesn't know me, that says, wow, nice work, Joe. That's really good. The first words out of my mouth are, it's a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that, Joe. Because it used to be, you know, get the shovel out and start shoveling because, man, I'm I'm building this thing up. Yeah. Give me some more compliments. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear you. So the other thing, is, besides making sure that they know that, that I believe this is a gift from God, and some people get it when I say it. And, and other people look at me like, you know, when you ask the dog to go get the newspaper, they'll cock their head a little bit and say, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. And then I say, if it wasn't a gift, then everybody can do it. Oh, yeah. That's a great line, Joe. That's I... that's my that's what I usually say. And Kurt, the promise that I made to God in, in the art shows that i do Mm -hmm. i promised him that i will mention his name and not just by saying well it's a gift from god and stop there it usually opens up to conversation 
And this, this scared the heck out of me when I first started doing it. I thought, wait a minute. I'm not a religious art show. I'm at a Western art show. You know? Yes. Jump over the other side of the fence. What's God got to do with all this? Ha ha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to, to mention his name when you're not used to doing that, that's, that's a little unnerving for some people. Yes, it is. So... I made a pact with him and, and I, and I kept it up and I'm telling you what, in the beginning, I thought I'm going to lose sales. People are going to walk away. <laughs> Some people might run. <laughs> 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 wait, wait, come back. <laughs> I'm not done talking about the Holy spirit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is great. But I'm telling you what, the, the testimonies that have been shared, the stories that have been shared, the tears that have been shed at an art show, in the middle of an art show, and we're crying together. Oh, wow. It's been amazing. It's been so cool. Oh, that's, I love that, Joe. You know, what you have just shared there is so uh critical for for all of us to really grasp because um you know that you hit the nail on the head in terms of it is it can be very intimidating at a at, at any of the art shows oh, yeah. uh, any of these venues to be able to bring up the name of the lord and you know it's so many of them it's like you could be talking about oh good grief i'm a shaman and i you know all this kind of stuff and that's everyone's gonna go oh i love that but you bring up Jesus, and all of a sudden, oh, good gracious, oh, oh. yeah, whoa, what's going on there? But, you know, here's, and this has been, I have the same experience that you've had. When you bring up Jesus, when you start talking about him, yeah, there's going to be some people that, and I think in particular this time, there are going to be some people that might be, you know, right, run. But there's a whole lot of other people who the Lord moves, who the Lord touches. He opens doors. And like you said, there's fellowship that happens. There's testimony that happens. People see the reality of who Jesus is by the fact that you're able to talk to them about him. Even if they don't know him, they're going to see the truth through that. And you're proclaiming that truth. And people are desperate for some of these things. They need to know that God cares, that God loves them, and that there's a way if Jesus paid the whole price for that, yeah. that's the most essential message that needs to go out in our day and age. It's always, you know, of course, for all of history. But nowadays, uh, where we're watching so many things uh, just go nuts, people yeah. need to know the truth of the gospel. Yeah. Even even more now than ever. Yes, that's yeah. absolutely right. And I love that that is just such a powerful testimony about the effectiveness, the way the Lord can use you and I, any of us. It doesn't matter who we are. If we're willing to take that stand for him in the area of influence that we are in, that he's going to work through us, that we get to be a part of what he's doing. And there's nothing more incredible than that. It is so exciting to talk about God. And, And most people that I've talked to and it started in the art shows, but I talk to anybody anywhere now. It doesn't have to be an art show, that's for sure. It's just, it's just everywhere. Yeah. Any chance I get, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it up and, and talk. And 
not that I not that I want to stop, but I can't stop. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. You know what's happening? That is who you are. Your identity is in Christ. And when your identity is in Christ, you just talk about Jesus because that's who you are. And people, when they see the enthusiasm, when they see the reality of that in somebody's life, that is a huge testimony. The Holy Spirit just uses that so powerfully. And like you say, you do, no matter where you are, by golly, there's a there, the fields are white with harvest all around us. Yeah, and and so many, like you said, so many people are just itching to talk, but uh, but scared to death to open their mouth and say those three letters about God. Yeah, and and they're just waiting for an excuse. I have found, at least that's been my experience with with this mm-hmm. and have 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 i lost anybody probably but the good lord puts people in our lives in and i mean our lives i mean everybody's lives and he also i believe takes people out of everybody's lives our lives specifically you know i think i think there's there's kind of a thread going where people are going to some people are going to come some people are going to go and uh it's it's been it's been i'll tell you it's been more good than bad the the people that have left kind of and they didn't run but you know you could just kind of tell you know you you bring up that 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 enormous word god and um once in a great while, somebody will just kind of meander away slowly, but surely. Yes. yes. And, that, and that's fine. Because like Jesus said, he's not for everybody. That's right. For the ones that want to listen. That's right. That is, that is a really important point you've just made. Because if, um, you, if you're talking to somebody and they, they look around behind you to see if there's a a 10 pound sledge and a mallet. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to show it to them. You don't want to have it around. Yeah. It it just doesn't go. No. And you know, the bottom line is we've got the secret weapon of the Holy spirit and he's the one that does the job. All we are, we get to be those instruments, those, and just see what he does with it all. Oh, thank, thank God. Isn't that the truth? That's a real praise the Lord, and you know, on every front, is we get to watch Him do uh, do all of that. You know, that was such; those were such encouraging words, Joe. Uh, there's so many, and I know I don't know if you've had this experience. I know I have, uh, where uh, artists will tell you, "Well, don't bring us up, don't bring up Jesus, because you're gonna you're gonna lose sales, run people off." And uh, you know, don't be too bold because you're gonna run people off. Yeah. And what I've found, and my experience is much like yours, you know, every once in a while like that will happen, but for overwhelmingly, it has been opportunities uh, that have been grasped as opposed to lost by being bold for him. Yeah. And, and, wow. But to, to make sure, and I'm saying this to myself, to mm-hmm. make sure that I'm sensitive to it all. Yeah. Wow, wasn't that a great interview? You know, there's still so much more that the Lord has for you. And I can't wait for you to hear part two of this episode with Joe. 
And disciples, thank you for listening to the podcast. Now, don't forget to share, or if you can, give a review or a rating on your favorite platform. What that does is that helps other people find the podcast on that particular platform. Now, you can keep in touch with me on Instagram or on Gab at The Creator's Calling. The music on the podcast is by Chris Matson. You can follow him at Chris Matson Worship at both Instagram and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And please, join me next time as together we follow Jesus and listen for The Creator's Calling. Bye for now.